This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening. As we go live on YouTube, uh, Facebook and Twitter, we've already got over 100 people tuned in. Uh, thank you for joining us tonight. Extra time, the final word on the weekend's action and the final word indeed, because um, Wolverhampton Wanderers 2, the Bees of Brentford nil. Diego Costa scores his first goal for the Wanderers. Wangi Chan comes on again and scores with his first touch. The Midas touch is back from Julian Lopetegui with his substitutions and his team selection. And we've got so much to talk about tonight. And we're going to get stuck into that. We've got two halves of the show. We've got uh, Wolves fans that are joining us, our pundits tonight. And we're going to be talking, as usual, about the weekend's action, their points that they'd like to raise, um, the performance rating, the moment of the day, highlight of the day, their man of the match. We're going to be asking a, a question as well. And we've also got the secret word again this week. So uh, look out for that if you're watching in the chat. And uh, we're going to get stuck in straight away, everyone. We're welcoming uh, in our first slot on the show, um, the voice of reason, uh, Jack. Hi, Jack. Evening, evening, everyone. Great to have you joining us, mate. Much no appreciated. Um, returning to the show tonight, we've got Hoops. How are you doing, mate? Evening, gents. Evening, everyone. Doing good. Yeah, and I can see that the wolf is still on your shoulder at the back there. <laughs> he is on, he's not the devil on the shoulder. It's the wolf, which is a big like the best. He's like, like the all-seen eye that's behind you. He's <laughs> <laughs> just basically, you know, he's, I think he's your agent and he's basically checking what you're saying and stuff like that. <laughs> He's making notes behind me, so we'll have a debrief after. So, um, yeah, hopefully it goes well. But, no, great to be back on with you all. Fantastic. And also on first tonight, great to welcome back Nathan. Hi, mate. Evening, Dave. Evening, all. We all well? 
Absolutely. Now, and I'm going to be really interesting to uh, to hear all your guys' takes on the show, uh, on, on, on the, the weekend's action, because uh, we all have different levels of tolerance <clears throat> and uh, views about the game. And it's going to be uh, about Wolves this season. But two back-to-back wins in this division is absolutely massive and the performances have been good. So we are also, as I, as I say, going to be asking um, everyone like about does Ruben Neves get back into the starting lineup next week? Um, we've got loads of people that are already saying hi in the uh, show. I'm Luke Miller there. Hi, cheers for taking a pick with you at the game. Welcome, Luke. Um, Paul Somerset Wolf. Hi, everyone. Everyone's saying hello. Darren here saying hello to all the smiling faces. And there are. So, guys, as we carry on here, make sure you please um, let us know where you're watching in the world and who with. And before we get started, I would like to say a big thank you to Wolf Life, the local Bilston-based company um, that do mortgages, life insurance and all the financials. They uh, help power the show and you can get into the draw for a Wolf shirt and get a good deal on any mortgages or life insurance in the link below. So, Jack, Jack, look at the little smiling face that you have, mate. The beaming smile. You look, you, you look happy, Jack. Absolutely. I mean, I, I, I was just saying to Josh just just backstage. I mean, I'm I'm more than happy for you to say and bite this and clip it up for later on. I think we're done now. I think we're safe. Absolutely. I I, I, th- I can't see those bottom four or five teams getting to 34 now. <clears throat> and we and I don't think we're going to lose seven in a row, are we, to finish the season? We're going to pick up some points at some point. And we've got a tricky last five games, I know, but I think we've, we've done enough in the last three games. Those seven points. I mean, we were just saying as well how important and how vital that Pedence goal at Forest is now. Uh, how absolutely I- massive that goal was. Mate, absolutely, because, I mean, if you think about it, um, seven points out of nine is fantastic. And we've got like, people all over the world here. We are used to, I mean, did you just see this? <clears throat> Library D is watching us live over in Houston in Texas. And if you're like a Forest fan at the moment, I'm sure they're going, Houston, we have a problem, because obviously they, <laughs> they've, uh, they've lost uh, again. And Wolves definitely are rocketing uh, up. Uh, the uh, Premier League table. Indeed, when I looked at the table earlier, Hoops, we're five points behind Chelsea, mate. Yeah, I know. I mean, they're having a, a poor season, but, you, but you're right. And I, and I do echo the comments. I think a lot of people listening and watching will probably feel a little bit more relaxed, um, certainly after those, those two wins. Um, you know, it's it's strange, isn't it, really? Because there was a point when Julian came in and we, we put a run together and we got up to around about 13 and we're a little bit relaxed and going, we'll be OK. And then you have the performances that we saw at home, notably against Bournemouth and Leeds, and then you start to think, hang on, you know, we, um, there might be some issues here and it's perhaps not as comfortable as we, we perhaps um, would suggest. But no, I, I echo those thoughts. I think we're in a good, we're in a good position. Um, we can review at the end of the season the context of, you know, we're going to end up being a lower uh, half side, which it wouldn't have been the initial outset. But you can also draw yourself back to sort of the, the Christmas period of being bottom. And, you know, most people would be happy where we're at now. So, um, yeah. 
plenty of reasons to be positive, which we'll go into on, on the game. But generally, uh, I can't speak for, for everyone, but I would imagine most will be feeling a lot, a lot happier this Sunday evening on the back of two two good two good home wins in particular, two clean sheets, and um, the team feels a little bit different at the moment. So we're in a good place, I believe. Well, let's, um, Nathan, I mean, two weeks ago, after the um, the Leeds defeat, the Forest performance, obviously, as Jack mentioned, we got out of jail with that, with that, with that goal. And then the last two weeks, the um, we talked about the performance last week, how it was really good. And, uh, you know, we actually, Chelsea had one shot on target, I think. And we talk about the performance yesterday. I think we had something, uh, someone can tell us the stats. I think it was about 11 shots on, 11 shots for about nine shots on target. And we looked like, we looked hungry. They looked like a lot of energy in the side. You know, you looked at how they were playing. The quality of the football, the interchange, the link-up play. What's changed, Nathan? Well, I think a big thing, I think, Hoops has just touched on it. Is is team spirit and team morale the the way this team has transformed under under JLo compared to Large and you know some of the same personnel, but they're playing for each other and the team spirits there. I think I'll make a comparison between I don't know if anyone saw the Jamie Vardy incident against Man City, joking and having a laugh with uh, with Harland. Whereas you would never get a Costa doing that with an opposition player. And we'll come on to Costa, I'm sure. But it just feels the hunger, the intensity, and it hasn't been there every match. You know, you just touched on Forest and Leeds, and you know, there's been a few poor performances. But where they have where they have stepped up to the plate and they've been on the front foot, and they've been hungry and they've been tenacious in the tackling. Non non so more for me than than Gomez. I mean, what a player he's he's turning out to be. You know, the fist pumps when he when he tackles, the sort of intensity that he's showing. Uh, is just amazing. Gomez, under Lopez. Gomez, is it Joe Gomez? Yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Gomez rather than Totti. Although, you know, Totti coming in a left back, no one would have thought that was going to work. And actually, we've been really solid. Okay, we, we haven't seen a lot of penetration down that flank, as you'd expect with with a centre back going into a uh, you know into a wing back position. But we, we've just been solid, tenacious, hungry, and you know, yesterday's game, some of the some of the flair as well coming out some of the flicks and the skill uh, it was it was gorgeous is that a word I should be using gorgeous but it was so good to watch and I think it's uh, we, we're just stepping up against the big big teams and I think next season you know let's pretend we're, we're safe if we can push on with that forward and with a bit more drive and maybe a few more goals then this this team's only going one way and I think we yeah he's done he's done tremendously well to keep us uh, Keep us where we are. We're not safe yet, but I think three three or four more points out of eight games is is totally doable. And those teams below us, the gap now, where you know, whereas before it was it was three or four points, it's yawning now between the the bottom two, especially. So, yeah, I'm feeling a bit more chilled, a bit more relaxed, and uh, you know, you can you can sleep a bit easier at the moment. Yeah, I mean, funnily enough, um, going to the game with Emma, the producer, where we're chatting. One of the things that she mentioned was what what you want, what we need to happen is that to be a break on that eight or nineteen pack. That there's a, you know, that pack becomes five, four, five or six, and we're not in it, and we're pulling away. You're a bit like in a cycling race, you know, there's the pack that gets away, and then it's hard to claw that gap back. And it just goes to show that 
put two or three results together, how much of them, I mean, you know, if we'd have beaten like the likes of Bournemouth and Leeds, which we should, you know, on paper we should have done, you know, we probably would be pushing towards the top half. But like, you, then you look at like Bournemouth, Bournemouth, everyone keeps writing Bournemouth off and go, oh yeah, Bournemouth, they're on like 30 whatever points now. And they, they, they're picking up results everywhere. You know, they, they, they might not have the quality, but they've got, a, they, they seem to grind out the results. I mean, it was a sucker blow for Tottenham. West Ham battled back today against Arsenal, who I think after 10 minutes must have thought they were home and hosed. Um, and obviously, Forrest got well beaten by, um, you know, by uh, Man Leicester lost, as you'd expect. They had a better second half. Big, big result um, for Everton, losing at home to Fulham. And Wolves have put two back-to-back wins and we're like seven points clear. I mean, someone mentioned in the uh, the chat, I think it was Paul, yeah, we're not completely safe now. But, we are, you know, we've got seven games to go. We probably need to win one more game and a draw. 38 points is probably going to be enough. 34 points might even be enough. A lot of people say 36. I think 38, to be sure. You know, it's looking a lot more positive. And we said after last week, great result, need to back it up. And to me, Jack, that was the best performance of the season for me yesterday. I wouldn't disagree. I think, actually, obviously, before the game, we were having a natter and a ramble, as you do. And and I kind of said, trying to be really clever and analytical, oh, I think Brentford's a harder game than Chelsea. And everyone kind of went, yeah, you're right. And I kind of went, oh, I thought I was making a really clever point. But I think everyone kind of knew that Brentford would be a horrible, physical, tough afternoon. And we just brushed them aside. I mean, I think their best chances came late on in the game when it was already 2-0. Saar made that brilliant save when he tipped it onto the bar and then Kilman made the great block from Tony. But in the that actual... Was, when that the, was in the last five. Last I, five yeah. I, I, I will put that save out in the next couple of days because I have a beautiful angle of that save and it was a great save. Yeah. And then the bit where you're on about with Tony when he's running across the box trying yeah. to find the angle to shoot and Kilman blocks him out beautifully and it goes out for a corner. Is that what you're referring to? Yeah, absolutely. But, but I think the game was kind of done by then, wasn't it? When it was still open and it was nil-nil and it was up for grabs, I thought we kept them out really, really well. And when we controlled the game, and we we did to Brentford what they do to a lot of teams. We matched them for aggression and work rate and physicality. And then that allowed our better players to do what they do best. You know, look at the second goal, the, the run from Nunes where he beats four of them. You know, that's unbelievable. That's brilliant football. And we talked about Nunes three, four weeks ago and people were saying, why is he in the team? Why is... That's why he's in the team because he's got that little bit of quality that other teams around us don't have. When the game's tight and the game's open and we're battling and we're working hard, he'll give you that little bit of quality and that'll get you a goal. It's it's a, it's a really well-worked goal. I know we got a bit of luck with it deflecting into Wang's path, but... Mate, Wang, had... Wang, Wang has got like... His last two goals have been tappings, but... Although they've been tappings, he was there to put it in yeah. the. It's like it's like he's on the pitch and straight. Away. At least he didn't get injured. I don't think. No, no, but that is, he's got that spidey sense, hasn't he? He knows when the ball's going to break through him in the box, and he gets there and he taps it in. You know, and we've we've said all season, haven't we? We need to get more bodies in the box, more bodies in the box, more players forward, and we've started to do that. If you look at the goal yesterday when Costa scores, there's four or five bodies in the box in a wolf shirt. And the same with the, the, the Wang goal. There's four or five bodies in the box there again. 
the Lamina chance right at the start where the keeper pushed it over the bar. There's four or five bodies in the box. There was a great chance second half with Costa when he sort of chested the ball down and laid it off. And he pointed, he went, play me the ball there. And Nunes just slotted it in and he had the shot and the keeper tipped it around the post. We've not had that for most of the year. A forward player going, this is the run I'm making. You find me and I'll get the shot away. We've not really had that. And it's only since Costa's probably got a bit sharper, a bit fitter, a bit hungrier, a bit stronger that we've been able to have that focal point to kind of go, he's going to be at the centre of our attack. He's going to hold the ball up. He's going to win headers. He's going to win flick-ons. I mean, I thought what helped Costa yesterday was, is it Pinnock, the centre out number five? Mm. Wanted a battle with him all afternoon. He wanted to he get tight to him. Battle with Costa. No, no, if you watch Ben Mee, who I think is a brilliant defender, he went nowhere near Costa all game. He said, you know what? You go and do what you do, Costa. I'm going to go and do what I do. Pinnock was constantly touch tight, shoulder pot. And Costa just went, yeah, whatever, mate. You're not, I'm not, you're not beating me in anything physical. And I think that really helped him. And, and and I think Costa set the tone for me yesterday in terms of his aggression, you know, his work rate, physicality. And like we said, that's what Brentford do really well. And we matched them for that yesterday. And that's why I think we won the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've got obviously Costa. I mean, he looked, he looked sharp. He looks fully fit. Um, he certainly looks like he's playing for the shirt, and yeah, he had a slight bit of luck for the goal. But if you think about it, he still got he was putting his foot out to block the clearance, and it went in. It was great, and the joy on his little face. And then he seemed to grow, like once he got that thing, like he was shooting, and he was everywhere. He, he was, he was. I thought it was absolutely brilliant yesterday. He looked like the the cost, almost the cost of old. Um, whether or not that's to do with his fitness or not, it's one game, okay. But he played well the previous week as well. Um, Hoops, what did you? What, what are your thoughts on what Jack's had to say on that? Uh, I think the first thing I wanted to, to mention, Dave, and you referenced Huang, and I was thinking about him earlier today because it doesn't seem too long ago that this was a player who was sort of, I guess, out of favour with the fans. He was quite maligned. If you remember back to the incident at Newcastle at home with the clearance and, you know, I remember when him coming on and there was a little bit of a sarcastic cheer when he came on. But to me, and, and also if we go back to the, the transfer window, he was heavily linked to, to leaving the club to Leeds under Jesse March, who he was with before. And I, and I make that point because I think it's worth making because, yes, he's got his, he's had his injury problems, but... He's been fantastic. You know, the goal, OK, yeah, it was handed to him. But I think his attitude in terms of his application has been fantastic whenever he's been on the pitch, certainly in the, the previous game as, as well. So I was personally pleased for him because he's come across as someone who's got a great attitude, great application, and he's someone that you want to do well, you know. And so I was, I was really pleased for him. And then in, in terms of the, the game and the context of it, I, I agree with Jack's point coming into the game. You think Brentford are probably going to pose a bit more of a challenge than Chelsea, who probably a little bit in disarray at the moment. You know, real established side. Um, but it was quite comfortable. I mean, well, I thought it was quite comfortable. If you listen to Thomas Frank and his ramble after the game, he, I think he saw a completely different game to us. But it was comfortable. And you asked, is it the best performance? Potentially. I think what I would say it was probably the the most professional performance I've seen, you know, that the way in which we managed the game when we were on top and we looked like we were going to stay on top, the balance was right. So, and, and I think it ties into Nathan's point about the spirit, the harmony with, with the team team there. 
So for me, it was a polished professional performance all, all round. Um, very little to to, to criticise unless you've been overly picky. It was I probably expect a little bit more from Brentford, but I don't want to do us a disservice because I think we did the right thing. I think Brentford maybe are petering off, but I still think you've got to do the job in hand. And I think for us, there was probably an expectation after beating Chelsea, but I think it helped that the crowd were on form. Costa, as a reference, was leading from the front and, and we all kind of got that result together. So it was a very harmonious professional performance. And yeah, I mean, some great points. We want, I'm going to come on to the crowd and the atmosphere in a little bit because it was something that's talked about during the season. But before we uh, we move on to, uh, um, I've got a little video from Jason that I've promised to play because he's not on tonight. I'll play that and then it creates another couple of debate points I want to talk about. Nathan, Costa, yes, sir. quite rightly, as, as I think um, I would agree with you earlier in the season, you were a bit down on him. Uh, and we did have this little jokey bet where you said he's not going to score all all season. I says I think he will, and with the ten pound for charity type of thing. Um, how are you feeling after the the last couple of games with uh, Costa and obviously his performance and obviously him scoring yesterday? Where are you with it now? I'll never begrudge anybody getting a goal for Wolves. And there was a few there's a few people around me who have obviously watched the show and were tapping me on the shoulder as if to knowingly say. That, that's that's 10 quid you owe Dave. And I'm like, absolutely fine with that. Where he's come from, you think of the Brentford performance away, nutted the player, got a three-game three, three game ban. The Costa we've seen transform. And, you know, the, the bloke was pretty much retired. And I think that's where I was coming from originally was, it's a poor signing to, to sign a player who's pretty much done with the game. You know, it, it did feel like bottom of the barrel kind of stuff. But to be fair to the lad or man, or bloke, you know, even though he's about 16 years younger than me. The transformation of that player, where he's come from, and it, the hunger's still there. You, can, you know, the legs might not always be there, the, but the, the hunger and the desire of that player is still there. And, and I thought he was, well, he was probably man of the match yesterday. He just led that line like we haven't seen for, well, probably have seen all season from a player, to be honest, in a wool shirt. I thought he was magnificent. So, uh, yeah, hats off. You know, I'm glad to be proven wrong on that one. Um, I did think he was a poor sign at the time. And I don't think, you know, he's probably got no longer than the end of the season. But if we can get a couple more goals from him, performances like that, then then fantastic. In, uh, well, Nathan, I think think I, I think you're exactly right what you're saying earlier in the season. I can see, I obviously can see your point. My, where I was coming from, if you could stay fit and get fit, um, I saw glimpses of what he could be, and it's a confidence thing. And the one thing with Costa is when he goes on the pitch, you can see he really is giving it all. He seems to be enjoying his football again at the moment. He seems to have a manager in Lopetegui that really likes him and, and plays him. I thought Kuna playing in that ten helps him as well and the way that they played around him. But like as Jack said, the one thing that Costa got is is his control on the ball, the way he brings players in as well. It's almost like he's just he's he's savvy. He's really, really savvy with what he does. And he's getting shots away and the runs he was making, they're they're not something that you can really teach. They're instinctive. Um and something from experience like that Jack mentioned that run with, with the shot that he made. That's an instinctive striker that does that. Point and go, bang, shoots it in. So, you know, I thought it was fantastic. The 10 quid, I think we'll go with the Dave Edwards um, 
charity which he's doing for his uh, we, we interviewed him recently on the challenge for the uh, sensory room um for his charity um so that's probably probably what we I would suggest that we go with I've got um a video now from um Jason who's um celebrating today um as he well he'll let you tell him himself but he's got a video that he sent in and asked me to play and then there's some talking points that come out of that so here's, here's Jason Um, I really do enjoy coming on the show. It's always uh, it's always great. And now, yes, it's this little man's christening today, isn't it? You and your big sister. So that's why I can't come on. So we've got a bit of a party today and obviously a christening. Um, listen, Dave, fantastic win yesterday. I've been banging on, on social media about these must-win games, must-win games. Let's take a draw. Seven cup finals to go now. I mean, in the, in the words of, of our leader, before yesterday's game, eight cup finals to go. We've got to win every game, or at least win every game until we're safe. Back-to-back -back wins at home, at mind you, is huge. Credit to the old gold pack as well for the flags, because that was a, a fantastic touch. Um, but to see Diego Costa score for Wolves, his first goal for the club was incredible. And I think we all want... Yes, yes! And I think we also... Yeah, I think we also badly... Wanted that goal. And great to see Huang on the score sheet too. Um, and you know what? Like I said, two back-to-back -back wins. At Molyneux, yes. Six huge, huge, huge points, Dave. But the big question is, what team does he put out against Leicester next week? Does he keep, you know, does he put Neves on the bench? That's the big question. And I made a big call yesterday on Twitter and I said, oh, I think he should put him on the bench. What One thing that, that Lopetegui has struggled with He's a settled side now in his best 11, and he might just have found it. Listen, Neves is the best player in our recent history. I'm not saying drop him by any stretch, but who can you drop in the team in the midfield for, for Neves to come back in? Sending him crazy. Anyway, Dave, keep up the great work. Um, sorry I can't come on the show tonight. Always Wolves. Uh, fantastic uh, for, for um, Jason to send that in. And it does raise two really, really, really good points. Um, the one we're going to cover off in a, in, a, in a little while, which a lot of people have asked us to talk about, is the Neves conundrum, because there is a Neves conundrum right now. And I, I've put that in the title. Uh, and we're going to come to that. And we are going to get you guys in the chat to get involved with that as well. Um, but the, the other points that he raised was the atmosphere. Now, a lot of the things, you know, I'm on the match day experience group, Jackie's as well. Um, you know, there's a few things that have changed. The wonder of you playing, the build-ups changed, the getting the team and out before the, the game, uh, the old gold pack, uh, fan initiative, getting the flags, which early doors looked, when you looked at it, the first two or three or four games, it's like, well, is that it type of thing? But it takes time to build. Yesterday... Looking at it from the net North Bank, there was a thousand flags, I think, it, and it looked great. It really did look look good because the whole stand had it, and it was uh, it was fantastic. Um, and I think there was a thousand flags before the game, but how many flags were there after the game, Jack? I think uh, Paul on the match day group said that there was hundreds had been taken, hadn't there, after the game? So there, there was there were, there were a lot that weren't there by the end. <clears throat> yeah, and so, I think yeah. that's that, that, that. You've got a little message from the match day group that you'd like to uh, to put out about that, Jack. About that, Jack. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I think what we've got to kind of remember is that this is a fan-led initiative. This isn't the club saying, here are some flags to wave before the game and take them home after. This is what the fans are doing to try and help the atmosphere, which which helps the players ultimately. And I think Lopetegui even passed a message on to pass on to the match day group, didn't need to say the support is really important for the players and for myself, particularly in these, these crucial games. So it has a, a big impact. But this is a fan-led initiative, so there's not an endless pot of money like there is with Fosun to replace hundreds of flags every single game. So if you want the flags to be there for every single game, you've got to leave them there at the end as well because they can't just keep buying new ones and replacing them. That, that That's not fair on the people that are putting their neck out and, and creating this initiative, is it? And, and I said on, on the group, I don't think it was malicious. I don't think people said, well, I'm taking these flags, whatever. I think there was a genuine miscommunication I think people might have thought that they were there as souvenirs to take after the game. But the message is from old gold pack, they're there to use during the game. You need to leave them in the stand at the end and then they'll reuse them the game after. That's the message. Absolutely. So um, some people, I think, just thought, oh, well, they're nice, we'll take them back. Didn't realise if, uh, if you've taken some flags... Um, understandable they look they look great they're, they're like a souvenir type of thing is what sometimes things have been put out by the club uh the the, the, the thing is can you bring them back next game <laughs> um because obviously they cost money to produce and they're trying to uh you know build up this atmosphere absolutely but it did look good um i'm going to come back to you last on the neves conundrum um hoops if you want to make a comment hoops and nathan on the uh, the atmosphere and the flags as well please do but the next question is, um, and we've got to get an answer from everyone that comes on the show tonight, is does Ruben Neves, the club captain, our captain, if you're the manager, the head coach, does he go straight back into the uh, into the side uh, next game? And before you answer that, just let everyone know, if you want to get involved with the uh, with this in the chat, which I'm going to ask you to do in a minute, Make sure you subscribe because if you subscribe, it means you can actually join in the chat uh, and you only have to subscribe to join into the chat. And whilst our um, fans and pundits are answering this question, you guys, I'm asking you in the chat, if you're the manager, put yes if you put Never straight back into the side against Leicester and no if you put him on the bench. That's... And then we'll get a, a good Vox pop of how everyone's going to think. Over to you, Hoops. It's a difficult decision, isn't it? You know, and, and it's one that might di divide, you know, we're, as Jason referenced in the video, you know, you, you're dealing with, in the case of Neves, uh, you know, your, your captain and such an influential figure. Um, but also you, you have to balance that with the, the harmony of the side. And, and so for, for me... Um, I, I wouldn't personally bring Neves back in. I, I could see why he would on a, on a couple of points in respect of undoubtedly his ability and his influence. And also, he may still feel with Joe Gomez, for example, that he has to manage him carefully. So he may feel, in his view, if he brings it in, it's not a, a knock on, on Joe, for example, on, on Gomez. It's the fact that he's young and he may need to bring him back in and then, you know, reintroduce him but for me on the back of those two performances and also perhaps for future planning we're being selfish about Wolverhampton Wanderers and not Ruben Neves who may be going in the summer we've got players in that place who may be with us a little bit longer so 
this is the opportunity and these are it's not as if we're flooding academy players they they for me earn their their shirt for the next game so for me I, I would keep him on the bench but I could see why he reintroduced such is his influence but I wouldn't change it and win inside particularly in those positions absolutely Nathan it, it, yeah, I mean, as Hoop said, you can you can sit on the fence a little bit on this one, but um, I've never been one to sit on the fence. So, uh, for me, Neves comes back in for Gomez at the moment. I think Gomez is is looking like a fantastic player. What I would say is we need to find a way with Neves in the team to get forward quicker and to move the game quicker because what's happening is, especially when you play Matinho and Neves, everything slows down in that midfield and comes to a halt. Now, it has been brilliant with Gomez, Lamina, you know, and... Um, uh, who's the third guy? Who am I thinking Nunez. of? Thank you, Nunes. Um, it's been fantastic and, and the players moved on so so much quicker. But I just think you can't not play Nevers. You know, he's, he's the best player we've had at this club for, well, probably in my lifetime, if I'm honest. And I think Gomez, for all his quality, is, as, as Hoops touched on, he's still that young, young growing player. So for me, I'd... I'd bring Nevers back in. And I think that's what Jayla will do. I don't can't see him not playing Nevers. But to go back to an earlier point, what we have seen a lot of is chopping and changing and, and a bit of a lottery in terms of who's starting. And we get into that half-time point and he's bringing on three or four. And we're all commending J-Lo for changing it up at half-time. But it does show that the, the, the starting lineup wasn't right and the balance wasn't right. So what we've seen in the last few games is that settled lineup. So... I think bringing Nevers is 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 the right thing to do. Bringing back Nevers, but it, it's a close call thing. I think you know I'd be perfectly happy if he did keep the side the same, but I think I would err on the side of giving Nevers uh, getting Nevers back in. Okay, so um, that's two one because we heard Jason obviously his opinion. Hoops has said from the bench you've gone for bringing him straight back in, so that's fair comment. Um, I think it's. Um, I'm keeping an eye on the um, on the chat as well, on the balance of that. I know the producer's keeping an eye on that as well. Um, so, Jack Neves, next week against Leicester, is he back in the starting eleven or is he on the bench? For me, for me he's back in for Gomez. I totally agree with what Nathan said. I, I think, you know, I, I was talking about this earlier with my mate and I'm, I'm sort of making a comparison that's perhaps not quite fair, but if you watch Manchester City when Haaland doesn't play, they look like a better team, a more fluent team, a more fluid team. But he has to play every week for them because of his goals record and what he brings to their team. And I think we're a little bit similar with Neves. We've actually played really, really well without him in these last two games and the midfielders look very balanced and they've brought some aggression and physicality that we've needed. But he's such an important player for, for us and an important player for how we want to play. That I think he has to play when he's fit and available. Yeah, and then that's harsh on Joe Gomez. And listen, gets to two o'clock next week and we're at the King Power Stadium and the team news comes out and it's Lamina and Gomez. Not a problem. Happy with that completely. But for me personally, I think Neves has to come back in. And I think it's right to bring Gomez because, listen, we've got a really important game next Saturday against Leicester. We've got an equally as important game on the Tuesday night at home to Crystal Palace. Now, there's not a chance in hell and I'd be really surprised if Lopetegui picks the same 11 for both games. So players will get an opportunity in one of those two games. I mean, for example, Costa, there's no way he'll start both of those games. 
you know, and, and I think there's one or two others, you know, you've got the likes of Traore, Neto, whose fitness has been managed, you know, you've got Wang, Pedence, those kind of guys. So there'll be a lot of chopping and changing between those two games. So if Neves comes straight back in against Leicester, it might be that if Gomez drops out, he comes back in for Palace and Lamina drops out to the bench for, for the Palace game. So we've got options there, haven't we? I mean, we were saying uh, in the pub yesterday after the game, you go back to that first game of the season at Leeds and you look at our subs bench on that day. It was Cody, Bolly, and the under-21s. You look at our, our squad now, we've got people like Jimenez, Ait Nori, Bubakar Traore can't even get onto the bench. Our squad is so much stronger now, and that's what's made a massive difference, I think, for us. So to answer the question, I've gone a long way around it, Neves back in there. All right, well, that makes it 2-2. It's fairly split in the chat. I think it's more. I think it's probably about 60-65% from what I'm being told. Uh, no in the chat at the moment, but we're going to continue to talk about this um, um, throughout the rest of the thing, because obviously we've got the uh, the second half of the show to come on, so it'll be interesting to see what the guys have to say um, about that as well. So, Hoops, we're going to go with you um, first, and you've got three, you've got your, your normal three questions, which is your performance rating, uh, your man of the match, your highlight or moment of the day. Remember, it can be anything from the day. And the question uh, this week is, who would you have, I can't wait to hear the answer for this, to have play you in a movie or a film or a, or a top TV Netflix show or something like that? They're your four okay. things. Okay, so a performance rating, I think I would go as, eight, as high as probably 8.5. Um, I, I think it was a really good performance. I don't really see where you're not, points but i think within the context of the performance um yeah it, that that's as pretty high as i can go so 8.5 um in terms of uh player of the match um uh, very quickly notable Samedo has been excellent lately i've always been a fan of him i think he's been great um and there were many good performances which i'll, I'll let people discuss i think Costa shades it not not necessarily just for the goal, but I just think the impacts and the impact that's that's been referenced in terms of his hold or play and and how he's sort of freed up other players. So I think all, all round I would go Costa. It's the best performance I think we've seen in in a wall shirt. Um, in, in terms of moment of the match, I think I think what stuck out and I think people have seen it on on social media with the highlights was the celebration after the second goal. At that moment where Huang um, picks out Nunes because he, he's, he made the goal for him effectively and they've all come together in a sort of a, a celebratory huddle and we, we talked about the team spirit and that was a real moment. That was a kind of a, you know, we've this is what we've been working on on training and it, it just it just felt, it, I watched it back, it, it gave me a good feeling. I thought it was a really good, good moment. The players showing outwardly to the, to everyone that you know we got this you know we're we're a good um knitted team so that that was certainly a moment um your last one um I mean, me and, i'm trying to fight nathan really for people of our, our luck who might might play us who we might not pick so maybe i'll look for someone with with glasses um there's the, there's the actor is it stanley tucci is it who's on like american yeah. italian guy he's yeah. got glasses similar to me so i'm gonna go with him i can't get away with a stay from nora willis that's not in my repertoire so someone a little bit more who likes a quiet life so i'm gonna go stanley tucci if i'm pronouncing that as my uh 
my actor. And you Stanley, feel free Stanley, to. Did you say Stanley Stucci? Is it Tucci? Stanley Tucci. Stanley Tucci, you, yeah. You mean this guy? Yes, yeah, that's him. Yeah. The, the, there you go. So he's, he's got he's actually, got the, the passes for him. Actually, he's your double banger. <laughs> that's fantastic. So he's, he's yeah. I, I think I'll, we'll go. We we'll go with Stanley. I'm sure he can put on a Wolverhampton accent. So <laughs> right, yeah, yo, do it. Oh, of course, he's an actor. And I'm sure he can do it. That's a good shout. That is, mate. I like it. Thanks for that, hoops. Nice. Uh, the ball passes to you. Go oh, wait till I get to my. Uh... Wait till I get to my doppelganger. Um, yeah, yesterday was was I think someone touched it earlier. I think probably our most all round performance of the season from defence, midfield, attack, centre backs were absolutely outstanding yesterday. I mean, yeah. uh, Kilman, Kilman's tackling was was awesome, and and what a signing. Um, the what's his name's been as well. You can tell I'm tired tonight. Uh, it's it was awesome yesterday. So you know, if I was going to pick, um, I know I'm rambling on a bit. If I was going to pick one. One player of the, the, the game, I think it's a toss-up between Costa and Nunes. That little Nunes run for the um, oh, for the Costa goal is just cool. out of this world, you know. And the, some of the, the the way he glides, the speed he goes across that that pitch, it's it's mesmerising to watch. And you can see why Liverpool were were hungry. I think at the start of the season, maybe maybe not so much now. Hopefully, hopefully hands off. But yeah, he's been outstanding in the last couple of games. So I'd, I'd probably go for Nunes, man of the match, if I was going to pick one. Um, and if I was going to pick, I was going to pick my favourite moment of the match was that chance that the South Bank started the two nil chance. I thought it was just fantastic. You know, that was banter. Who knows? At his best. Yeah, I know Tony's. You know, whether something actually happens with Tony for betting and regulation. I mean, why? Why as a footballer earning all that cash? I know they get bored. Um, you know, and gam gambling does come into it. And I think that, you know, the Premier League decision recently to stop uh, spot sponsor, you know, betting companies on the front of uh, Premier League shirts from 2025, for me, is just a, a, a really positive thing. It can be recreational. I'm not going to get my high horse here too much, but, you know, it can be recreational for some. And I, I don't mind that at all. But I know people who have gone through, you know, gambling woes and and. It really affected their mental health. People, I remember years ago when I think we had, um, whether it was Sporting Bet or one of the companies on the front of the shirt, and I, I went on Twitter and said, completely against this, think it's a really poor decision. I can see all clubs are going there because of the financial benefits. And I just got pelters, oh, I bet you're fun at a party. I'm, I was deadly serious that it's just not, you know, anyway, I'll, uh, I'll shut up about that one for a change. <laughs> so that was my moment of the match. Man of the match, I'd probably go in Nunes. Uh, if I was going to give a rating, um, I'd be positive as well. I'd probably say an eight, eight and a half as well. I'll go with hoops on that one um, and go with eight and a half. If I was um, going to pick someone, a bit like hoops, we, we are scrambling a bit when it comes to bald actors. I think uh, uh, I'd go a bit left field and maybe go for, for Peter Ebden, the snooker player. Get typing that one in, Dave. Um, that's probably my doppelganger. Um, he's a bit right wing compared to me, but uh, I'd probably go Peter Ebden. As as Hoop said, Statham's a bit of a bit of a stretch. You know, he's a bit younger and fitter than I'll ever be. So uh, you got Ebden up on the screen. Peter Ebden. There you go, Peter Ebden, sort of grumpy, good. grumpy, cantankerous snooker <laughs> player. Mate, I think that's a really good shout as well. I think both of you have absolutely nailed it with with the with that, mate. Absolutely brilliant, Peter Ebden. That's a really good shout, Jack. 
Aha. Moment um, of the day, performance. Yeah. I never get moment of the day or highlight could be anything. It doesn't yeah, have to yeah. be the game. Um, I, I know I'm rambling on a bit, but all I'm saying is moment of the day, performance rating, man of the match, and uh, actor or personality, shall we say. Let's go for that. So, um, performance rating, I'm going to go for a nine. I, I thought we were that good. I thought we, we kept a, a really good team. We were having a really good season to a minimum of chances and we created good opportunities ourselves. So I want to go for a nine. Man of the match, Costa, set the tone, aggressive, hungry, showed that desire. We talked about it after the Forest game, didn't we? We wanted to see some passion from the team. We had that in bucket loads from Costa yesterday and it really set the tone. You can see actually how much the rest of the team respect him and admire him. You know, when they celebrated that goal, Theme, which was oh. my moment of the day's goal. You could see the influence that he has on that dressing room. And I know people were saying the other day, um, you know, do we give him a new deal for next year? And I'm not not convinced yet, but the influence he's having in that dressing room, I think, you know, we can't understate that. So he was my man of the match and the goal was was moment of the day. Uh, I can see someone saying Alan Carr. Yeah, I can see that, yeah. I was going to say Jack Black. I like Jack Black, so... You know, you're gonna but, go but with we'll, uh, you're gonna go with Jack Black. Yeah, we'll go. Yeah, we'll go Jack Black. There you go. You're gonna type yeah. that one in. I am go. typing it in. Jack Black. Uh, you ready for this? <laughs> so um, we've gone with Jack Black, and here he is. What do you think, guys? Jack Black. I yeah, think I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give yours a seven. I'm gonna. Okay. I think, I'll take I that. Think, I think it's close. If you got, it's pretty good. Pretty good. If you had the yeah. glasses, could work. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. We could add the glasses. I'm gonna. Can I find Jack Black with glasses? Let's see if I can find <laughs> um, Jack Black with glasses. Mate, absolutely <laughs> brilliant. Uh, fantastic. Before you go, guys, um, I want to go around uh, and just ask you for your um, score prediction for Leicester and your thoughts on that. Obviously, you've given your thoughts about Neves. Um, Jack, Jack, you start first. Score prediction? Uh, 2-1 Wolves. 2-1 Wolves, absolutely. Two one wolves, yeah. And um, Hoops? That, I feel like I need to be on countdown and show you my pad, but that was the exact same <laughs> score that was in my head. 2-1 Wolves. 2-1. And finally, Nath? That's all right. I'm just listening to the cat destroy the grill. I think he's trying to get to the burgers. Um, I'll, uh, I'll go 1-0. 1-0 Wolves. Leicester in an absolute disarray at the moment. One nil Wolves, that'd be great because we have we we have a bad record at Leicester, don't we? Um, and we don't want Vardy doing his howling again and stuff like that because he, he likes doing that against us. It'd be nice to go to Leicester and uh, and and give him a little bit of a beating because we you know we we do tend to uh, come out on the worst side over at uh, at Leicester, guys. That's the first forty five minutes of the show. It's. Uh, you know, all we need now is Rihanna doing the halftime show and we're uh, we're, we're, we're sorted, absolutely brilliant. Uh, thanks for joining us. Thanks for your comments and thanks for making the show entertaining and also being so uh, entertaining as always. Much appreciated. Cheers, Hoops. Cheers, guys. All the best. Cheers, Jack. Thank you. Cheers. See you later, everyone. And thanks as well, Nath. Appreciate it. Cheers, Dave. Enjoy the rest of the show, mate. Will do, mate. Fantastic. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! No, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Uh, so that's the first half of the show uh, completed. As I say, um, if you're enjoying the content, you really enjoy this, let YouTube know you're enjoying it. And uh, if you listen to it back on the podcast, smash a like, leave a comment. Uh, and if you do want to get involved in the chat, all you have to do is subscribe to the channel and you'll be able to uh, do that. Next up... On to the channel tonight, we have Josh. How you doing, mate? All right, Dave. I'm good to are you. Absolutely fantastic, mate. And yeah. Really good to have you back on after a couple of weeks. I know you've had a few yeah. issues uh, personal-wise yeah. that you've had to deal with, but it's, I'm glad that you're back now. Cheers, uh, and this is going to make people uh, chuckle. Happy Chris. Happy Chris. <laughs> yes. Hey. <laughs> You might have seen, uh, I, I actually interviewed Chris after the game at uh, the weekend and I've watched it back. You made some great points, mate. You've come across really, really well. Uh, and Josh, I've still got to get you on as a post-match reaction. No. <laughs> um, and also I've got to get Sooty on at some point. But uh, talking about that, talking of the devil, here he is. He always wears these damn cool tops. And there he is, Sooty. How are we, boys? Hey. All good, all good. Absolutely uh, fantastic. You've been all probably been listening to the first part of the show, um, obviously. So let's not mess about before we get talking on to the talking points. Um, because one of the things that we were literally uh, getting stuck into is the uh, the Nevis conundrum. And obviously, it's 2-2 at the moment on Nevis, whether he comes back into the starting lineup next week. Now, the one thing that we have to point out here, this isn't not by any means, anyone dishing Neves and not saying he's brilliant. We love Neves. He's our captain. He gives 150% every single game. You know, he, he single-handedly he's, he's, he's won games for us and stuff. This is just talking about since he's dropped out the side, we've won two games. Nunes has had his best performances. Um, is there... Um, is there a Lampard-Gerrard thing where Nunes and Neves' access don't quite work together? Or would you bring Neves straight back in next one? So let's get stuck straight into the meat of this. Josh, you can kick off with your thoughts on that one. Um, I personally think, I think he comes back in. He's club captain. Um, I think the way we played, it would have been him and Lamines in the middle because the last two games, Nunes has been out on that right-hand side, which I think has suited him better than when he was playing him on the left-hand side of that midfield four. He's on his stronger right foot, um, but I think um, I think he does come back in, and I think he'll drop. Um, it'll be Lamina and Neves in the middle, um, and drop Gomez back onto the bench. Although he's had two brilliant games, 
Um, I do think we'd have still got the same results if Neves was on the pitch, if I'm being honest. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think he comes back in. Okay. Chris? No, not a chance. Um, you can't you can't disrupt that team. Um, of the two games that we've got next to play, in close <clears> proximity, <throat> I think um, Leicester away is probably going to be the easier two. If you watch Palace uh, in the last few weeks, they're, they're, they're not a bad side. So I would keep the same team against Leicester. Noting, we've, we, we, I mean, what the lad said earlier on was right. We're going to have to swap the team around in the in the short space of time. I, I I keep the same team against Leicester, and if we have got tired, as we think it hasn't quite worked, we've got an opportunity. Then bring Neves in against Crystal Palace. But I I I would be really disappointed if we brought him back in. Noting that the 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 three outstanding players that we've had in the last two games have all been those guys in that midfield. I think I think we've got to accept as well that he's probably going. So we we may not see much of him for the next five or six games after if you know if we get safe, he's got to start bedding in. He's got to start looking the next year the minute he's um we're safe because there's a lot of work to do. So you know, for I, you you know for you never will change. For you never stays in. Uh, no, no, he's, uh, it, yeah, he, he's not coming in, Dave. Nevis doesn't he's, go straight into the side. He's getting, he's getting splinters. He's getting splinters on the bench. Not in a nasty way. He's just well. You, you you also saw as a captain as well. You saw Nevis clapping. You saw him in the changing room as well, leading as a captain. You know, he's there with the lads and stuff like that. So you know that makes it three all uh, between the the uh, the pundits uh, tonight as well. And I think Wolves are going to try and make another offer to try and extend his contract. So that's still going on. So we'll have to wait and uh, and see with that. Uh, Sooty, so over to you then. No. No. Explain why. Like I said about last week, Dave, um, probably in my time, technically the best player I've seen at Wolves is Joe Martino. Obviously, he's the, the years are catching up now and he's being used correctly. Um, yeah. But Ruben Neves, never in my lifetime did I think I'd see him play for us for nearly six years. But he is an outstanding professional, Dave. He is the heartbeat of this club. He will understand, as a professional footballer, that he can't just walk straight back in. Now, what will happen? I'm pretty sure that he will start with virtually the same side against Leicester and Neves will be introduced. And that will be the gateway to him playing against Crystal Palace. It's just that's the way it should be done. Now, we might be two or three nil up against Leicester and he introduces him happy days. But don't forget as well, Dave, these things that they wear that look like bras that have got a little box on the back under their shirts. That little box is called a Prozone. And that tells um, our physios and medical team every single thing that's happening on those players' bodies and within their bodies. And they have a thing on those Prozones called the Red Zone. Now, we might think, why isn't he playing this week? If they hit the red zone at any point, they get rested because that's when they're going to get injured. Yeah. So we may think, 
I don't know why he sat on the bench. A lot of it is to do with all the information that they gather every minute of every day while they're at that club training, what have you. That prozo is telling those club physios and medical team exactly what's happening to that player's body. So we don't know. You might think, oh, Lopetegui's got it all wrong here. He may well be told because the medical team have the last word here. He can't go against that medical team and uh, he will be guided by them. They will come in. If you watch any of like, the prime videos again, with Spurs and all of this, um, then that that's what happens. You'll see the medical team come in and say he can't play. He's borderline injury happening years so that's what happens absolutely but some great points there uh, and just to let you you guys know obviously that um steers it through to uh, a four three uh where i am in terms of the nevis nevis is like my favorite player really he's absolutely brilliant i love him absolutely love the fact that he's a captain I love the fact that he how he gives 150 percent how much he loves wolves and everything like that and you know, he's a world-class player. But even saying that, I don't see how you can change a team that's played so well for the last two games, got the results and done that. Um, and, the, you know, the midfield have been fantastic. Is it a coincidence that we've seen Nunes play his best two games the last two matches? with the balances in the midfield. Sometimes things happen when a, when a manager's trying to find the perfect uh, team to get the results that they need. And something left field happens like, yeah, captain, best player, getting suspended. And players come in and they, they've taken the shirt. And there's the old adage, isn't that, you know, it's the, it's theirs to lose. I think I agree with Sutty and Chris and the others. I know some of you might disagree with me. If never starts next week... Fair enough. I trust Lopetegui. But to me, I think if Neves is on the bench, because he's such a true professional and he's the club captain, he would support that decision wholeheartedly and would be saying to the guys on the pitch, fair do, you've been brilliant. I'll wait my turn. And I think Neves is that type of character because he's, he's a yeah. humble guy. He's not, he's not a, uh, a prima donna. He is a team player. And he's the club captain. So I think, personally, he starts on the bench. And I agree with um, Sutty. I think he probably starts against Palace once he's come on. Because there's a game to literally two two or three days later. So it's not like he, he won't start. He will change the team for that. And I think he starts. Sutty, uh, I did think about you um, when uh, the last two games, Matinho's come in, uh, not started. This is something you've been saying Happy for him coming on later on. Happened again the weekend. Spot on. Absolutely spot on. He is ideal, Dave, in that role. He's got so much experience, hasn't he? And think about it. When you're 2-0 up, Dave, you um, really you want to slow the game down, break it up into little stages. Don't let them get a foothold. Just play the simple sideways ball. Don't do anything flash get the points. That's all you've got to do, Dave. And that 36-year-old head in the middle of the park then is absolutely key. Really is key. When you're going after them, let's not be any fools here, Brentford have had an outstanding season. They're a real good side. 
It's a ramble in the park for us, Dave. I thought that was a regulation win. The game that um, Thomas Frank watched and was interviewed after, where he said they were the better side, I think he's a bit delusional. I'll tell you what, Thomas Frank, in Emma, it's Emma's least favourite manager. She she really doesn't like him at all Jürgen, because, because she Jürgen thinks Klopp he's arrogant. Hey? Jurgen Klopp version two. Oh, don't you? You ain't, you ain't a big fan of... Uh, Frank, he was watching a different game to me anyway, Dave. I mean, I thought we were outstanding. Probably our best performance of of this season for me. Um, I think it was better than the Liverpool performance. You know, that was a, you know, it's almost a one-off performance of Liverpool won this season. Um, But it's all about balance for me, Dave. And I think, you know, when we said against Forest... I told you that what Alex Ferguson said, where you can only afford to have three players who are under par. Well, we had several players that game. And that game now has almost become pivotal because it was as if we were rock bottom. We didn't lose, but we were performance-wise, we were rock bottom. And that 85th-minute goal gave us just that glimmer of hope because I believe if we'd have lost that game... Uh-huh. We were in massive trouble, huge trouble. So that Daniel Pedence goal could be the catalyst to doing something like what the Villa are doing now, where they've gone on a run, where they're not getting beat. And I've got a lot of mates who are Villa fans who are saying, I mean, yesterday they were outstanding apparently, but they've had a few games, like against Forest the week before. They weren't brilliant. Forest gifted them two goals. They weren't brilliant. But winning becomes a habit you know how to win good and you know how to win bad that's what top teams do and it's all about balance take Cunha for instance okay he's not banging goals in for fun the kid works his proverbials off doesn't he they all did Totti Gomez where's this come from full but who would when he started him at fullback he started him at fullback and I've put my head in my hands going, I'm not so sure this bloke is the genius we think he is. He clearly sees him in training. We look, and we look a big, powerful unit across that back four now. There's crosses coming in. They're getting dealt with. Um, it, he's hard. I mean, he, he just puts a shift in. He, he leaves everything on that pitch. That's all I ask, Dave. Don't mind losing. Leave everything on the pitch. But balance is key now. It seems that we've found a nice balance. Absolutely. Um, I mean, that, that, obviously, Totti Gomez. I mean, we were, we were, I mean we're, on that left side, Johnny Otto, obviously, he's out. So, he's forced to make the, the, the change. We're thinking, what we're going to do? Ain't Norrie sort of gone AWOL or he ain't even in the starting lineup. He was like... Been AWOL since he's been here, Dave. Yeah, well... To be fair. I mean, he was everyone. He went through a bit where he was absolutely fantastic. Bueno's come in, done amazing, and you're thinking like you thinking when he brings in Totti, and you think what? And he's been absolutely brilliant. He hasn't let us down at all. No. He does. He does everything by the book. He hasn't got much of a mistake. He hasn't really got a ricket in him and stuff. He's and he, he gets forward. He, he he and he makes some good. Passes, he looks to play the ball forward when he can as well. Josh, what points would you like to make from the from the game? 
Um, I say going into it, I know they were um, four games without a win. Um, I wasn't too confident. I know they're attacking well. We know Ivan Tony's still been scoring. But I think we control the game. In midfield, we control the game massively. I think shifting Nunes from the left side of mid left side of midfield playing 4-4-2 to the right has helped. Because I think when we played Forest, Toti was at left back and Nunes was in front. Nunes kept coming in and Toti had no one there to feed off in front of him. Since he's swapped that change in the last two games, Toti's felt looked a lot more comfortable going forward with having um Sarabia or Pedence in front of him. Um, or Cunha sweeping over to help. And then Sam's outside. Nels get, gets better going forward down that right-hand side because um, Nunes could sit on the right and he's got the room to go forward there. Um, thought we controlled the ball in midfield really well. Um, and I think Costa's Cost input in the game yesterday was unbelievable. He was he looked like, like Jermaine Janus said last night, match of the day, he looked like the Costa of old, running with the ball. When he ran from the centre circle um, for the goal, he, he looked a different animal to what we saw um, when we played Brentford away last year. Um, but I thought we were very, very controlled. And I've got to put my hands up and apologise to a certain Mr Jose Sar for saying two weeks ago, put Daniel Bentley in goal. Because some of the safeties he's made the last few that been on his channel that said it. Yeah. And it was uh, he's made some made some cracking saves. That one towards the end where he's, I thought it had gone in. Mate, I've got I actually, I have actually got that clip. If you watch it on the on the I don't know if you've watched the vlog back. If you haven't watched the, the Forest vlog, watch it back. It's it's a nice vlog. Not the Forest vlog, the uh, the, the the vlog Brentford. from uh, Brentford at the weekend. Um, but I will put it up on social over the next couple yeah. of days uh, on the Always Wall Twitter and um, and Instagram. So make sure you follow that. But it is a great save. Yeah, I mean, going down towards that bottom corner, and you just I just think I just thought well, I was waiting for the net to ripple because it was all compact from the safe bank. We couldn't quite see it, and I was just waiting for the net to ripple like we've had in the past. And I'm thinking, has that not gone in? Um, but then I thought after the game, the interviews, um, Lopetegui, he's he's got a aim there. He knows what he's looking for from the players. He said it before the game. Um, don't know what, um, like Sutty said, I don't know what Frank was pretty rambling on about. Um, packed out away, and he said as well. I can't believe they put them in there rather than the upper and bottom the two. Yeah. yeah. Got 200 fans, too many to go in the quadrant. Oh, have they? Ah. Uh, so they bought the they paid for the full allocation of the Steve Bull and didn't fill it. Yeah. There you go. Chris, what points would you like to make, mate? Uh day on. Um going on what Josh was just saying about Saar and Bentley. Saar is a different keeper in the last two weeks because he's got more confidence in the back four in front of him. Yeah. Back four more confident because they've got a much stronger aggressive infield in front of them. That's how it all works. And and that that's where it's that's where it's all come from. And it, it it all feeds off, off they all feed off each other. You could see um, when they scored the goals, the the team celebrations they're having. That, that, that those those lads are enjoying their football now. You can see that. I think we've got to give Lockerbie credit because you know I've called him a tinkerer before, but I, I generally think he's been sussing out his way, and and. And going going back to New Ruben, I don't want to ramble on about him, but I think you know you can't not play Ruben, and that's the thought. Any manager coming in will come in. Never starts every time, um, 
but you see the components we've got in midfield and, and Keith mentioned Moutinho. I want to single out Wang because he's been coming on with Moutinho and he's been putting that the, the other team back into their back back 18-yard box. And I love the way we were pressing towards the end of the game. Oh, yeah. I also think that um, we wasn't fit enough under Bruno Lars. From what I understand, they're only training three days a week from the stuff yeah. I've heard. But like they look so much fitter now. And we have more energy at the end of games. Um, and we, you know, the last couple of games, how we've been closing teams down and they've been fighting. Uh, Jack mentioned the tracking of Kilman for Tony and stuff like that. They seem to, they seem to have, I don't know, it's, it suddenly seems like it's clear. Yeah, they're working as a unit. They're all working as units and, and that's what we need. And, and, and it just shows the difference. The other thing we haven't mentioned, nobody I don't think has picked up on. Um, and it's caused a bit of debate over the weekend, was the um, non-award of a penalty again. Yeah. Because that was a frigging penalty. I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah. he was he was falling over. The keeper knocked him over. It doesn't matter whether he looked like it. That's all supposition. It's, yeah. it's absolute. The ball wasn't going out. Thought he would have got it. And I, I just... Well, at the time, that was 1-0... It was 1-0 at the time. Yeah. That Get the penalty, got a chance for 2-0. And obviously, at 1-0, it's always a very nervy score. Uh, and, and it's like, again, if you watch the match vlog after, I've actually got that on in terms of reaction to the VAR. And, of course, I'm rolling my eyes when it doesn't get given. Uh, me and Emma have been to, the, to Telford today to watch the women um, play oh, yeah. at Derby. Uh, Forest, um, if you don't follow the women's team uh, or not, they're in the, effectively the third league. They're second. They're three points behind Forest. Forest have played a game more. Forest have got 21 plus goal difference, so you ain't going to catch the goal difference. Forest draw with Brighouse today away, who have got a decent side. Wolves win the game against Derby. Um, Destiny's in their own hand. And you, you, you talk about the men not getting penalties. Absolutely cast iron penalty for the women. The referee's on the halfway line, waves it away. I've seen Everybody's it. I've seen it. Just thinking, is it Wolves or what? We just never, never seem to get penalty. But for them, it could cost them the title and promotion. Yeah. I was I mean, reading through the stats earlier on the Premier League fancy football app, and I was just flicking through because I didn't realise these, these stats were there. And uh, oh no, sorry, it was on FootMob. I used FootMob, and I was flicking through, and it said where we were in the table-wise of penalties given. We've only been given two all season. And they were early season. Yeah. The thing um, with that one yesterday, against Chelsea, Wang Wang chased down the centre-half. Is it Kubali? Yeah. Kubali, and they gave a free kick against him. And it wasn't a free kick. Didn't he didn't even touch he, him. He was, didn't even touch him. And you, you give a free kick for that, and then that keeper yeah. took got totally out. It's, it's just... Yeah. When you think about it, with it, that penalty shout to me, we were talking about it to my dad earlier because we watched Match of the Day back again this afternoon. And he said, could it be to do with him going away from goal? But I said, Dad, when we played Brighton at home, Matoma was going nowhere near the goal. Samado clipped him and he gets sent off for going, the ball was going towards the corner flag, like exactly like the one yesterday. And we got the penalty conceded when Samado took out Matoma. And it was exactly the same, but obviously yesterday was the keeper. It's it's yeah. so frustrating with all these things, but like I think one of the things we talked about, keeping their heads, um, making sure that we uh, 
any of these type of decisions. They can't give any decisions to take the goals away from us and stuff, and which is what we did. Sooty, any other points that you'd like to make on uh, on the weekend's uh, game before we start moving on to the uh, to the questions? I think Costa was immense, Dave. Um, same as what Chris said as well. Wangi Chan has become a bit of a revelation all of a sudden, Dave. It's almost like when we first signed him and he scored five goals in his first six or seven games. Um, but it Costa driving forward, getting the ball, driving forward, laying it out wide, then hitting the box. When was the last time? apart from pre-injury Jimenez, did we have a centre-forward that gathered the ball, looked yeah. out wide and drove into the box? We ain't had one for three years. It's no wonder we struggled to score. We never we never gamble. Well, look at look at uh, Wang Yi Chan yesterday. Drives into the six-yard box. It, it may not have happened, but there's always a chance it can come off somebody's backside or somebody yeah. does a tap-in. Most good centre forwards don't score worldies. Yeah, they don't score worldies. It's just they've got an instinct of knowing where to be. And what they, Keno used to be. Yeah, all, all them sort of players. If you look at the top top centre forwards world football have ever seen, and say they've got hundreds of goals, I guarantee you they've got hundreds of tappings. It's just yeah. knowing when to hit the front post, when to drop off to the back post. It's an instinct. I don't believe it can really be taught, Dave. You can either do it or you can't. And in Diego Costa, he's starting to look fit to me, Dave. And uh, when he gets fit, I mean, I'll let you lot with a question now. So we've got eight. How many games have we got left? Seven. Seven. Seven games left. Let's, let's say, for instance, now, let's say he gets five goals for, for what he's done this season. So they have all come in the last eight games. Would you give him another year's contract? Mate, I, I, I mean, off the record, I've kind of heard that there is a possibility of that happening. I'd give him because one if he's scoring. If you, if you look as well, if you look at, I mean, I don't go too much on these. He's the joker in the pack. He's always playing around with people, so he's good for for motivation. But he's starting to look sharp. It was only a matter of time before he scored. He could have got another yesterday. He nearly ended up in the South Bank, didn't he? Yeah. Um, but he could have got another. I mean, he's hitting the ball cleanly. He's making these little runs. He is a shit house, Dave. Sorry, I was looking for the uh, a more um, uh, decent word to use, but he is that outside toilet of a house, isn't he? Awkward he's, gentleman, Keith. Yeah, he's horrible, but he's our horrible, Dave. Yeah. So I don't mind that. They, they, didn't on, him. they couldn't handle him. No. That, yes, yeah. that pinnock, that pinnock was was. Yeah. Right into that then. Like yeah. last week, first few minutes, first five minutes, he bowled straight into Forfana. Forfana last week at Chelsea did not want to know anything after that. No. Nah. Same nah. what he said with Chris. Chris said with Pinnock. He nudged him not too much, not as much as he did before Forfana. Just gave him a couple of niggles first half. Pinnock did not want to know. Ben Mee didn't want to know either. Ben Mee stood straight off him. Went he nowhere near football. him. He plays football, Dave. Right on the peripheries of the edge. Yeah. So he knows if you watch him, he doesn't back chat referees very often. He'll always give that centre half a little tap on the back. You know, if he if he's crunched him, oh sorry, mate, sorry. You you help him up off the floor. But that's just gonna say that's just the first one. 
Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm here for ninety minutes, and I'm gonna smash you every minute, every chance I get. I will smash you because I know you're gonna try and give me one back. But I'll win this battle. He's the dirtiest centre forward we've had since Bully. And if anybody tells you any, if anybody's ever played against Bully, will tell you he was horrible. And that's, that's why you want. So you need a centre half to be horrible, uh, to be scared stiff of the opposition players they're playing against. And if you've got him looking at you, you think, Jesus Christ, he's going to be vile. Absolutely, mate. I mean, absolutely. I mean, it was great to see the um, to see the celebration, to see him get get goal. You know, um, and maybe go on to score a, 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 a few more as well, which would be uh, be quite nice. You make some good points as well about Wang. He looks. I think J Lo really likes Wang, um, and obviously a few were writing him off. Obviously, he had the injury. But I think Lopetegui sees a lot in in it. Well, as um, Chris said, Dave. As Chris said, sorry to put in, as Chris said, and he's absolutely spot on, Huang is your first line of defence because he yeah. puts goalkeepers, centre-halves, full-backs under pressure. Got to play it out fast. Got to get rid of it. Every now and then he'll nick one as well. He makes that centre-half feel like he's got to rush when he's in the process of having his ball, having the ball at he's feet. Quick. He's quick and strong. He is rap, your rap. first line of defence. I think a totally I think different he's, player. I think he's very underrated. I, I mean, I, is, I, yes. I'm in the I'm in the very I'm I'm at your end of the, the uh, Steve Ball days. I couldn't really see what happened with that goal. I thought he, it just come across the news he got on the end of it. When I saw it back, I was like, wow, because he he'd anticipated what was going to happen. He'd got himself there. He reacted to that little touch from the defender with the ball and he controlled it and put it back there. It was it was a really technical goal he scored. I mean, if he says, oh, fluky, there's a lot of things got to be done by the guy to be there to put that in the net. Yeah. Um, guys, quick question. Raul Jimenez got to be talked about. He was walking his dog apparently on his Instagram um, yesterday before the game at the game. I think he was at the match. I'm not sure. Is he injured again? Is he just out the side? Is he out of favour? Where are we at with it? What do you what do we think? Because I, I, I don't really know how to read it. I don't think any of us do, really. Unfortunately, I think along with Aitnuri, I think he's been bomb squad. I think he's been... I think, I think come the summer, he'll, he'll be off. And I think but the fact Lopetegui said to about both Aitnuri, they said Aitnuri and Raul last week, they said it was for what was the word? Tactical reasons. Tactical reasons. Um, and then this week he's then said before the game before the game that they've got to fight for their place. I think he's had a word with both of them and said, get your acts together, guys, otherwise you're definitely off. It's a bit strange because Raul played a couple of games not so long ago. Yeah. And actually was looking not sure. like he used to be, but was looking a lot better than he has been. Yeah. And then he just disappeared. Whether whether he felt he's getting somewhere near where he used to be and then he's been on the bench and he's something's been said. His behaviour's not been something I don't know. Uh, but 
I mean, if you look at his Instagram, um, what he posts on there now, very little about Wolves. It's all about his dogs um, and also online gaming. He does very little about Wolves now. He seems to be disenfranchised with us. Uh, well, Essex Wolves said he was at the game taking pictures outside of Molyneux uh, yesterday. I mean, yeah, that's the thing for me. He did play a couple of games and then he's out the team. And Ryan ain't Norrie, um, again, it's the same kind of situation. Sutty, what's your take? Dave, pre-World Cup, he couldn't play. He couldn't play for us. He wasn't fit enough. He's back in America or Mexico. He's training hard with Club America. Makes a miraculous recovery day. Goes to the World Cup. Lopetegui comes in. What would what did Lopetegui say about Raul Jimenez going to the World Cup, Dave? He said I don't think he's very happy. He should not be at the World Cup. He should be using this. He's not fully fit. He should be using this month to be getting ready to go because we're in a relegation battle and we need him. Raul Jimenez decided to go to the World Cup. That was his decision. Now, let's put this into perspective, Dave. When Raul Jimenez was signed by Wolves, he was a bench player in Spain. He was doing very little. We made him. We as a club and Nuno Espirito Santo made that player what he was. Now, if you look back at any interviews and that, he was always getting linked with big moves away. Fair enough. There was big clubs looking at him, United, Tottenham and all this. He never categorically said, I won't be moving. He always said, well, you know, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Never did he really pledge his love for this football club. Now, he was outstanding. I don't walk away from that one. He was outstanding. In his peak... We had a top five Premier League striker and the injury did for him, right? Um, But he showed his cards, Dave, with the World Cup. He went against what this manager thought was best for him. And this manager, I think now, is showing his hand where he takes falls lightly, Dave. We've got a manager now that is almost a Nuno manager. When he walks in the room, they listen. And if they don't listen, see you later. See you later. Make your point, make your point. Absolutely. It'd be interesting to see how that pans out with Raul, because as you say, you know, he has been much loved by the fans. He did have that injury and he ain't been the same since. And, Whatever happens with Raul Jimenez in the future in regards to his career, he's always going to have... Um, the Wolves fans are always going to have that love for him for that two or three years when he was on song before the injury. And there's always going to be a lot of respect there. Will he be here next year? Probably not, I don't think. I think Lopetegui is, on, is in phase one at the moment. All Lopetegui is at the moment. Dave, is, don't, yeah. Dave, don't get tied to any players, mate. Don't look. We all look at them as gods. We all, I'll tell you who my best players are in my time at Wolves, the same as you will. I'll tell you who my heroes were. The club will always be there, Dave. Yeah. Players will come, players will go. 
the only constant that is it within this club is the likes of us on this screen. We will be there to the day we can't physically walk in. We are the constants at this club. Players come and go. Players go for better contracts. Players come because they might, might be last chance saloon for them. We might unearth a gem. Don't be deluded enough to get tied to too many players. Hence what I say to you about team selection. Because Neves is our favourite player, we all look at him as the master. This manager, we need to make this manager a manager who's the most important person at the club. Just like Nuno was, he was God. Now, like when he left, you probably shed a tear like I did, Dave. I was devastated. Yeah, absolutely. He was a proper manager. And I know that for fact, Dave, because I knew I had a conversation with somebody who was in that changing room every week, Dave, for 34 years as the kit man. And in 34 years, he told me when this man walks in the room, the room falls silent. He, There is no... Nobody's under any other, other illusion that he is a manager. He's not a coach. He manages men. Now, sometimes you have to make difficult decisions when you manage men. So don't be too tied to a player. Let this man do his work. Okay, he's tinkered a bit. Let him do his work. and We will come out the other side. And if you look at it closely, I, I judge us to what Newcastle did last year. They were bottom at Christmas days. They spent a bit of money in January. They went on a run. They finished just above us, I think. Yeah, they did. The Look at them now, Dave. They've got a manager spending money wisely, good owners who've got money. We've got money. And if, if we're on the up, they'll spend again, right? This is the start, Dave. If it means us cashing in on a few people to get better players, so be it. Trust him. He'll come good for us. Well said, well said, mate. Absolutely brilliant, as always. To finish off then, guys, um, we're going to be doing, um, obviously, highlight moment of the day. It can be anything from your day. It doesn't have to be the game. Man of the match, performance rating, and who would you have play you in a film, actor, TV series? It can be an actor or a personality, and we're going with... You've had time to think about this, guys. Uh, we're going to go with Josh to kick off. Um, moment of the day... Um, it's probably got to be just seeing Costa looking back to him. What we what we've seen in the past, the way he moved around on the ball. That's my moment of the day, and the fact he got his goal. Yeah. Um, that's my moment of the day. Um, match rating, I am going to go nine. Nine. Um, yeah. I just think we controlled the game. I don't think Brentford laid a finger on us really, apart from that chance they had off the post in the end. Yeah. They didn't look like they had anything up front. Um, I thought we marked Ivan Tony at the game. Um, and then man of the match for me has got to be it's a really tough one. I think everyone had a brilliant game yesterday. Um, I'm going to go João Gomez. I thought off the ball, like last week, off the ball, his work rates phenomenal. Mental. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's be, my man of the match. Okay, so that comes down to the really important question. 
So who's gonna are you gonna get playing your personality? I'm narrowed it down to a few, but I've got I've got down to two. So I was I've got tied between Will Poulter and Taron Edgerton, but I'm gonna go with Taron Edgerton. How do I spell that? Uh, T A R O N. Yeah. E G E R T O N. He was in the Kingsman films, and he did play Elton John. And Eddie Edgerton. Yeah. Egg, egg. It can't be him, can it? E G E R T O N. E D G R T O N. Just the G, no D. Oh, E G E R T O N. Okay, yeah. we're going to put the. Oh, well, right, we got. I think I found him. <laughs> so let's put this up on the uh, the screen. Let's see what you think of this, guys. Do, do, share the screen. Here we go. There you go, Josh. Boom. so there you go fantastic mate absolutely brilliant right then (laughs) i can't wait for this chris (laughs) (laughs) which bit can't you wait for mate do the do do all the the the, you've done your performance you think but reiterate all of that and your moment of the day and then i'll give you a clue how i look like everybody knows this guy and when I tell you, you'll see him and go, oh, Jesus Christ, yes, you do look like it, but you won't think I do at the moment. Um, okay. I've got someone in mind, but like, we'll okay. see the same person. Go on then. Um, um, moment of the day, I, I went in the fan zone yesterday. I don't know why I went there, but I went there. Um, and I discovered them um, from the um, Indian kebab band yes. thing that's there. Them red masala chips that they do. They was fantastic. So that was my moment of the day. Oh, I really loved them. And nice, I should be going nice. back. Good pick. Regularly. Um, man of the match is Costa. Yep. He's just fantastic. Just going back to the lookalikes, I did think when uh, Nathan and um, Nathan and Hoops were there, they looked like Phil and Grant Mitchell. <laughs> 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 And I've got somebody that I think certainly looks like as well. So I'll wait for him. I don't want to steal his thunder in case. So, so anyway, um, if you put some sunglasses on me and a black suit and a white shirt and a pair of and a black hat, a bit younger when I haven't got grey hair, I look like John Belushi. You do. Yeah. How do I spell Belushi? B-E-L-U-S-H-I. Blues Brothers. Hold on, just typing this in. There's two, not Dan Aykroyd, the shorter one and more rotund is uh... I'm gonna put I'm, I'm gonna try this on the screen now. Here we go. Here we go. The <laughs> <laughs> John Belusi, the Blue Brothers. I love yeah. it. Well done, mate. That's a good one. That is fantastic. Right, finally. Um, before we we, go, we are going to come back and do score predictions and then come back to the secret word and everything. Um, Sutty, it's over to you, mate. Well, I gave it a nine last week, Dave. You did? Is Emma, is Emma sat down? Ever you ever sat down? 9.5. 9.5. She says that you're feeling all right. Yeah. I'll, I will score it, Dave. 
exactly how it should be. Yeah. I won't pull no punches, Dave. It was outstanding. Yeah. Brentford, I gave it were, again Brentford weren't in the game, good. Dave. They yeah. weren't in the game. Ivan Tony didn't. Well, he had a hit the bar at the oh, end, didn't he? Keith, I've got a theory about Ivan Tony, why he went missing yesterday. What happened yesterday? What else happened yesterday? The Grand National. Yeah, yeah. I think he was too preoccupied in that. Yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I think we were outstanding, Dave. Hence, that's why I'd give it a nine point five. I think we were better than we were against Chelsea. We were more ruthless. We controlled the game. I can't knock that. If we play like that against Leicester, so that's three points. Cool. So there you go. Um, man of the match. Well, when you're giving nine point fives out, nobody's below a seven, are they? Not really. No, I wouldn't say. But for me. And for, for pulling a team out of the proverbial and gives his all, OK, we only get 70 minutes out of him. But it has to be Costa, Dave. Yeah. It has to be Costa. He was outstanding. He's vile. But, he, like I said to you, he's our vile and we love him. So he's exactly... What we needed. People laughed at us when we recruited him because he hadn't played for nine months. Yeah. They ain't laughing no more, are they? No. So no. I'll take him every day of the week because he gives me exactly the minimum I expect is 100% effort and he gives it. So Absolutely. that's that. Um, moment of the day. Well, the cost of goal for me because the play's yeah. just erupted, didn't it? Oh, it was, a, it was a magical moment, mate. We've been waiting for it, haven't we? It was magical. Yeah, I, I think so. And my lucky like you has got to play me in a film. <laughs> well, my life's been quite colourful, Dave. So, um, um, if if I had to have an actor play me, Dave, it would be Jason Statham. Someone said that actually because he'd take a few, he'd have to take a few knocks, Dave. That's for certain. But I was out just a quick story. I was out with my good lady once, sat outside a bar, and she posted a picture of us. We sat by the opposite the cathedral in Worcester on a nice sunny day, and I did have to giggle. And it made my day because somebody said, Are you going out with Pep Guadalara? Pep, yeah, mate. I found a picture, I found a picture of him for you. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Statham. There you just need to put the cap on at the top. Dave. You what? I wish I had that six pack. <laughs> there we we all do, mate. We all do. Absolutely brilliant. Absolutely I, brilliant. I think Keith looks like somebody else called Keith. I think his name's Keith. The guy who was at the doing the singing on the England Vindaloo. Is he Keith Allen? Yeah, Keith Allen. I think yeah. you look just like him. Yeah. Hold on. That's a good call, actually. Let's see whether I can find that. Sheriff of Nottingham. <laughs> Keith Allen, yeah. Vindaloo. Um, yeah, because he's had a bit of stubble recently as yeah. well. Is he, is he, he's got a bit older now, but let's uh, just um, let's just put that up on the screen. Here we Has go. he got a six-pack, Dave? I don't know. <laughs> Keith Allen Vindaloo. There we go. There's a few images there of him. Yeah, that, that one there of him in, in the video. 
Yeah. Yeah, the one on the left hand side in the middle. Yeah. The left one in the left hand side in the uh, in the middle, yeah. you mean this yeah. one? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute quality. I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, right then, so um, guys, we're going to be finishing the show by asking for a score prediction. Uh, guys in the chat, obviously, uh, we've had a secret word um, all through that we've been um, putting in all the way through the night. So now's your opportunity to let us know if you've uh, if you've um, if you've managed to get the secret word. And whilst we do that, we're going to be asking score predictions first of all for Leicester. Um, Next week, away to Josh. I think it's going to be a lot tighter. I know they've lost to City today, conceded three in the first 28 minutes, but I think it's going to be a lot tighter game. It's Dean Smith's first game there. Um, so they conceded really early, three goals really early today. I'm going to go 1-0. And we've had, on the base, we've won two, two away games all season, so I'm going to go 1-0 tight game. Fantastic. Chris? If we carry on in the way we have been, playing the way we have been, with the people that we have been, I think we owe those guys a, a, a bit of a kick in. And I, I reckon we'll beat them 3-1. 3-1. Bloody hell, Kevin, Kevin uh, Leighton almost put that up exactly as you said it. And finally, Keith. 4 nil. 4-0? <laughs> we'll do to them what they did to what us. Did to us. I love it. I love it. Sutty, absolutely fantastic. Um, for those of you that were looking in the chat um, for the uh, the secret word, actually, Roger Tomlinson has it got it right. It was Ramble or Rambler. Um, and the reason that we, uh, we I went with that this week, um, there's always a link somewhere. The Grand National, as someone's mentioned, was yesterday. And the winner of the Grand National... Uh, was K Chaos Rambler or something along that was in his name? Well, the second part of his name was Rambler, so there is the link, and it was Rambler. So, well done to you, mate, for uh, for getting that right. And that it means that on one hour 35 minutes, which is basically 90 minutes plus added time, um, a fantastic show tonight. We're all happy, some great points made. We will wait uh, with interest to see what the team selection is uh, next uh, weekend uh, away at the Foxes. And let's hope we give them a bit of a mauling by the Wolves. Um, from all of us here, from all to all of you guys in the chat, for all of you watching, if you're listening back on podcast or listening back on Catch Up, hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, please uh, smash it a like. If you're new, subscribe. Until the next one from all of us, to you and yours, always. Wolves. Cheers, Dave. See you. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.